podcasts are sponsored by Kinexus, where we're passionate about empowering people to spread continuous improvement with our web-based software. Learn more at www.spreadimprovement.com. Hi, this is Mark Raven. Welcome to episode 96 of Lean Blog Audio. This is a post from September 22nd, 2015, and the title is Better Change Leadership as a Countermeasure to Resistance to Lean. Now, how often do we hear stories where lean seems to be floundering in an organization? Leaders often complain, oh, people are being resistant to lean. Well, that sounds like a variation on the old complaint that says people are resistant to change or that people hate change. Well, I don't believe that people hate change. I think people hate being uncomfortable when there are changes promised or, or happening, changes that they don't understand. I think people hate being told to change when they don't think it's really an improvement. Or they hate change when they're they're going to be forced to sustain some practice instead of testing to see if it's really worth sustaining. I think people hate not having input into change. So if lean is this mysterious thing that's not being communicated well or clearly, people are going to resist that. You, You can't blame them. You can perhaps blame leadership for not leading. Now, I finally read uh, recently the outstanding book by Chip and Dan Heath titled Switch, How to Change Things When Change is Hard. And there there are many gems in the book. And I think one, and I'm paraphrasing, I think I, I couldn't find the exact quote, but the idea that change is a process, not an event. Ironically, change uh, for, for individuals or an organization, it's not like flipping a light switch. Uh, I don't think that was the intent of the uh, the cover of the book and the image there. Change is not like flipping a switch. We shouldn't expect people to believe in change or lean overnight. You know, one training class doesn't do it. One speech from an executive doesn't do it. As the Heath brothers say, knowledge does not change behavior. So I agree. There's got to be more to change than just a logical, rational approach. There must be an emotional appeal as well. You know, why do people resist small changes or a bigger programmatic change like lean? The Heath brothers say, what looks like resistance is often a lack of clarity. So that could be lack of clarity about what lean is. But I think one other thing we need to know, people need to understand, is why we need to change. Simon Sinek makes that very clear in his book titled Start With Why, How Great Leaders Inspire Everyone to Take Action. And uh, my friend Ron Pereira did a podcast recently with Simon Sinek uh, through his Gemba Academy podcast. And you can find that by going to gembaacademy.com slash Sinek, S-I-N-E-K. Or you can find a link on my post, leanblog.org slash audio 96. So when, when I look at, you know, quote unquote, lean failures or situations that might become failures, there seem to be some trends. You know, there's a lack of communication lack of understanding why lean is needed, you know, what problem are we trying to solve? The urgency for change is often not well understood, and often lean itself is not well understood. Now, when I started leading lean transformation projects in hospitals 10 years ago, and, and this was through uh, a consulting arm of Johnson & Johnson, we weren't just teaching lean. I mean, we had a pretty good change management methodology in place. We were basically using the John Cotter change model that was made famous in his article, then book, Leading Change. You know, in that consulting group and working with our clients, and for me to this day, we were trying to avoid the eight 
key mistakes that Cotter laid out in the article, the uh, mistakes that trip up change efforts. One, allowing too much complacency. Two, failing to create a sufficiently powerful guiding coalition. Three, underestimating the power of vision. Four, under-communicating the vision by a factor of 10 or 100 or even 1,000. Five, permitting obstacles to block the new vision. Six, failing to create short-term wins. Seven, declaring victory too soon. And eight, neglecting to anchor changes firmly in the corporate culture. So my question for you is, do you make any of those mistakes or a bunch of them? Uh, again, if you'd like to comment, join the discussion, go to leanblog.org slash audio 96. Adopting lean in an organization is a major change, just like implementing an EMR system, merging with another health system, or building a new hospital or tower. A common thread in successful changes is a solid change management methodology. There are no silver bullets, but the recognition that change is hard and that sometimes change can't be rushed is key. So there's a new workshop on facilitating, and because I see change management as being so important or the lack of good change leadership being so harmful, I've partnered up with Experience Point, a company that has created a very effective approach to learning change management practices in a safe, experiential way. Now, I first learned about them in 2009 when I was able to experience their Lakeview change simulation when it was relatively new. Lakeview is a, a scenario and case based on uh, improving patient flow in a hospital using lean as a strategy. I really liked the experience point approach and I've followed their progress over these past few years. I finally decided to get certified so I could bring Lakeview or their other simulation called Global Tech to my clients and other organizations. Um, so last week I got some practice facilitating the Lakeview simulation with a volunteer audience of local friends from different organizations. Well, during this full day workshop, people worked in teams of three or four people working the case scenario through their table discussions and then their interactions with the simulation software. I facilitated discussions and taught a change management model that they could use in the scenario and then take back to their workplace. And the team working time is about three hours of the experience or a little more. It's definitely not a full day of, of kind of typical didactic learning. Now the model that Experience Point recommends, and, and I like this model, is a modification of the Cotter change model. You know, Cotter always said that the first step should be to build a sense of urgency. And I agree with Experience Point that a better first step is to understand the situation and the need for change. And that seems like good lean thinking to me, I think. You know. uh, if, you, if you start by communicating a sense of urgency broadly, you might just build anxiety if you haven't communicated anything about how to solve the problem. So the experience point model that we use has these seven steps. One, understand the need for change within kind of you know, a leadership group um, that's going to sponsor this. Two, enlist a core change team. Three, envisage. Develop the vision and strategy. Four, motivate. Create a sense of urgency. Now this is starting to get more broadly out into the organization to help people understand. And then five, we communicate the vision. Six, we act. We take action. And seven, we consolidate the gains. Now many organizations are in a rush and they jump to phase six. They're jumping to solutions without first laying the groundwork and foundation for change to be understood and accepted. Having a model like the seven-step model, I think, helps 
prevent errors, such as jumping to implement lean tools before the organization understands why change is necessary. You have to engage and enroll people in change, not just force things on them. So I'm convinced that the experience change simulations from experience point, either Lakeview or Global Tech, are a great way to learn and practice. It's a great team building activity and a way of building some common language and methodology that can be used to better implement changes in the future. So if you'd like to learn more about this or uh, bringing this learning experience to your organization, uh, please, uh, you can see a link in the post or visit my website at markgraven.com EP. Even if you're not interested in the workshop or that approach, what do you think about the broader points that I've brought up here about change management? I would love to hear your comments. Again, go to leanblog.org audio 96. And if you would like to subscribe to the series, if you haven't already done so, um, you can go to leanblog.org audio.